This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Does this bring you back to your clubbing days? Yeah, me too. This is, of course, pioneering Chicago house DJ Frankie Knuckles with the whistle song. Now, House was born in Chicago in the 1970s. That's thanks in large part to Knuckles and has since become a global phenomenon. Now, the building known as the birthplace of the genre, the warehouse in the West Loop, is poised to become a city of Chicago landmark. So to learn a little more about the warehouse and house music, we're talking to Darlene Jackson, also known as DJ Lady D. She's a house artist and creator of cultural programs at Columbia College Chicago. So, Darlene, what does this vote mean for Chicago house music? Uh, it's actually very validating. It expresses in real time exactly wh- what house music stands for. It, it really solidifies the fact that house is for everyone. And be, being able to do something like this on this level actually validates what we have always thought, that house music is important, that it's a, an American-born um, musical art form mm-hmm. that comes from Chicago, from black and brown and queer people, and um, that landmark designation is not just for um, other people's history. Yeah. It's for all people's history. When you think about that, the explosion of house music, do you think that across the country enough folks know about the origins and are putting Chicago on the map? Right? Well, I think certainly the conversation around house has grown exponentially it this has year. Evolved, hasn't it? <laughs> it really has. And so we are seeing um, this sort of widespread discussion that has gone from Chicago, where we grew up with it, love it, it It comes from here. And there have been pockets around America. It was truly embraced overseas as well, which really helped grow um, the lexicon around house. But um, to see it come up in magazine articles at BET.com, at Ebony, uh, you know, in places where they weren't necessarily having these conversations before, really um, has made it uh, so that we can actually stand up in front and say, um, this is our legacy. And, you know, if you didn't know, now you do. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Remind us of the significance of the warehouse specifically when it comes to the birth of house music. Absolutely. Um, You know, Frankie Knuckles and the warehouse itself are 
uh, some people might say their histories are intertwined. I, I would venture to say that they are inseparable. Mm. Uh, you don't have the warehouse without Frankie Knuckles and you don't have Frankie Knuckles without the warehouse. So they really are inseparable. If you ask me, that's the bottom line. Um, when when Robert Williams opened the warehouse and brought Frankie Knuckles in to be the resident DJ, it really started a um, a shift in uh, what people realized they could do, being able to make inclusive, brave, safe spaces where everyone was welcomed. And, um, you know, when they were receiving, not receiving that sort of treatment um, across the board ar- around nightclubs and clubbing in general in Chicago. So um, to create a space that uh, was, you know, uniquely and totally ours, mm-hmm. that was a new and um, a new thing and a first. And so you've got uh, the history of house music really emanating from that place. Now it's, it's, it's citywide house music was happening in lots of different pockets, but something about the warehouse made it like the heart to the body. It was that central place where people could focus and go to on a weekly basis and have that moment to commune. You know what, uh, Darlene, I want to play a little bit of a track that you worked on. It's called FK as in Frankie Knuckles. Always. It's a tribute. So we're both jamming. Yes. (laughs) I always say you have to sort of, uh, you know, DJs make music that other DJs can play. So it's usually a long intro. (laughs) Well, tell us more about the track. So the track was um, inspired by an idea that Ralphie Rosario had. Ralphie Rosario is an amazing DJ producer and good friend of Frankie Knuckles. And he was creating some music for a new album that he was producing and really wanted to do this tribute to Frankie in the classic style that Frankie is best known for. Mm. And uh, called me up and we're good friends and said, I want you to write something to this. And so I wrote a bit of poetry and spoken word, things that inspired me about Frankie and uh, his message of inclusion and being yourself. And so um, I sort of wrote to that. And that's basically what the track encompasses um, with Craig J. Snyder and uh, Eric Cupper, uh, who was Frankie's production partner. We were able to create that that song, FK Always. Loved it. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, the warehouse has been a staple in Chicago's house music scene over the years, and currently it's before city council awaiting a vote to be named a landmark. We're talking with Darlene Jackson, a.k.a. DJ Lady D, and we're joined now by Grammy Award winner DJ Terry Hunter. Welcome to Reset, Terry. Welcome to me, yes. <laughs> Welcome to you. Absolutely. I mean, talk to me. Jump, jump right in with us here. What does house music mean to you? Wow, I've been asked that question a million times, and I never have a right answer. It's just a feeling. It's something that I think that for me, I really can't put into words. You just, if you know, you know. Um, I think it's cliche that everybody says, and it's true. It's a feeling. It's this, it's that. But to me, it's just one of those things where it's a coat in a great way, if you will. If you know, you kind of know. It. <laughs> the music is spiritual. It's, yeah. it's a loving environment, and it's, it's very emotional and inspiring to me. Uh DJ Lady D gave us a, a, a little bit of a preview here, but talk more about how Chicago's queer communities and, and communities of color 
really found a home in house oh, music. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and obviously, um, I credit myself as being a part of the second generation. Obviously, I'm not uh, old enough. I didn't attend the warehouse, but Frankie was one of my main reasons why I became a DJ, why mm-hmm. I became a producer. And so um, from disco music, the, 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 the gay community obviously supported it and black and brown kids from the South, North and West side, all mm-hmm. over Chicago made something that they really didn't know what the, that it was making. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it turned into this, this sound and, and the situation that we know today that's, that's, that's called house music. And I think Frankie, um, legacy is that of all of this greatness that you see sitting before you. So yeah, I mean, you you say here, Frankie's the reason mm. that you started. I mean, what was it? What what did you hear that made it click for you? Like, I could do this, and I could no, make a absolutely. career out of this. I will never forget this. Um, I had to be ten or eleven. Uh, my cousin, which I was named after, wanted to go to a, the event a on the north side of Chicago, right off of uh, I think it was Belmont. It was on Lakeshore Drive. Anyway, Frankie was spinning. And um, I've heard a lot of those records that he was playing, but I've never heard them mixing in and out of one another seamlessly. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, how is he doing that? <laughs> and I've never seen a DJ, and especially at that young age, having people scream your name. Like people were literally catching the Holy Ghost. All right, Frankie. All right. Fr-. And I'm like, how does this man possess this much power? over the people through music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, these songs that I've heard before just played, you know what I mean? And my families and, and, you know, houses or parties or whatever barbecues. And, um, when I left there, it was such a crazy moment. It was in August, which I will never forget. And I was like, yo, I called my grandparents. They, my grandparents raised me. And I was like, I know what I want. I love the details birthday. that you remember. There yeah. Too. Oh no. Listen, it was spot a sunny on. day in August. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to be a DJ. That's it. I want a mixer. And that's exactly how I got into it. Well, I want to listen then to a a track that took house music to a mainstream and global audience last year. This is Beyonce's Break My Soul. But more Uh specifically, it's your remix of Uh it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So this is not the first house music to go global, not by a long shot, mm. as we uh, DJ Lady D and I have talked about. But this is a big deal. Talk about this remix. Yeah, man, it was such a, a big deal. And, and I'm Grammy nominated. We didn't come home with the Grammy. But guess what? I felt like we won. Um, it was a major big look track. for Chicago. And when I got the call, I was, you know, when I first heard the record, I was like, I hope someone from Chicago gets to touch this record. You know what I mean? And I got the call. And so... It's just, it's still, a, I'm, I'm, I'm reaping the benefits from this still today and what it's done for house music. A lot of people um, that I've heard that's very young said, I, I went to go seek out house music because hearing your remix of Beyonce. And so for me, it's just major. And then she's, you know, one of the biggest artists in the world. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about Frankie Knuckles. I mean, what gave him that nickname, the godfather of house music? Hmm. Was it just how incredible he was, Darlene? <laughs> I mean, he's innovative for sure. He is. And I think that um, he came at the time when he was the first, right? One of the first. And what they did with that platform um, to be so out, outwardly inclusive, to 
say everybody is welcome. I mean, it started as a gay men's club, but eventually the reputation of it grew to the extent that everybody became interested in going to the warehouse. And instead of saying no, they said, yes, come, you know, there's room for everyone. And so by opening up those gates, opening up those doors to enjoy the music, to commune, to, to get to know people unlike yourself, they really established that um, this is what house music is going to be like going forward. And so all of the other places really had to get in line behind that. Um, I think he's the godfather because he really put, helped put Chicago on the map. He was traveling internationally. There were, I think, you know, you don't have DJs traveling internationally until you get to Frankie Knuckles. People so interested mm-hmm. in that. I think he was one of the first DJ producers to have his music on a national campaign ad for Lipton Tea. I mean, that sort of thing. So placement, synchronization. He was the first to do a lot of those things. And so rightfully so, the title Godfather, you know, just kind of stuck, I think. Yeah. And we got Terry's story there. Uh, Tell tell more about the personal experience you had with Knuckles. Sure. Uh, I can remember the first time uh, I had, I wasn't even uh, officially DJing yet, but he would throw these annual parties uh, for Thanksgiving at different clubs and uh, around 1990 I I had heard Frankie many times in the club situation but in 90 I got to stand in the DJ booth with him uh, and was welcomed right you know I wasn't I was a nobody and he said yeah come on in Um, and so I got to see the maestro at work and that to me was um, just such a special moment. And from that time, uh, he always remembered me when he would see me. Uh, I got to meet him at one of the very first chosen few picnics that I attended mm-hmm. before it was a big thing. So this was behind the museum campus. And uh, Frederick, who I knew, and Jamie Principal, who I also knew, they said, Frankie wants to meet you. And I said, Frankie wants to meet me. That's crazy. <laughs> but he said, no, uh, you know, he's interested in you because you're DJ, uh, girl DJ and he really is in, in you know, um, he likes that a lot. He mm-hmm. likes to see that uh, house music is opening up to women. And I said, absolutely, I want to meet Frankie. But I was being shy, so I was trying to avoid it. I was like, man, Frankie Knuckles is over <laughs> there. I'm sweating. I'm like, oh, God. Um, but when I when he embraced me, I mean, he gave me the biggest hug, the biggest kiss. Oh, I love that. And said, you know, hey. What you know, it guy. was like we had been friends for forever. And from that moment, I always, you know, if he was playing, I was there. I was going to go in the booth. I was going to stand behind him, be supportive, yeah. but also peep his style because he was impeccable. You're he also trying to learn. Yes. DJ. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Observation is one of our key tools uh, in becoming, you know, great DJs. Yes. And let's talk about the community. I mean, it, it's not lost on me. The big hug that you shared when you both walked into the studio here today. Like, there's like real love oh, in this absolutely. house community, this Chicago oh, yeah. house community. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you have the other side, but we're not going to talk about that. We focus <laughs> on the today. love. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's just what it is. You know, I've been been knowing this uh, beautiful woman to my left for many, many years. And it's, it's it's always love. That big smile. I wish you guys could see that she has on now is that's that's how we always greet each other with that. And so it's like that with a lot of people in the community. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, just like Darlene said, like with Frankie, the first time I met him, I was. The smile, it was just the smile that was infectious with yeah. him. And then the hug came. And just for that man to have so many people that looked up to him, like I would not have no career. 
yeah. if it was not for him. And you know, then, that's major. And then, of course, I mean, the, the spark of this conversation being the warehouse to see yes. where we are today. Yes. With, you know, Frankie Knuckles and his career being so intertwined yes. with that, you know, iconic building. How does that make you feel about the vote that's happening right now? Listen, uh, big ups to, to Frederick Dunkson. That's a good friend of mine for what he's doing to try to make this happen. I think is amazing. And I think... And, and we did try to get uh, Frederick on the line mm. to join the conversation with you folks, but the immediacy of it all, right? There it's you go. happening it's now. Right, happening he's, right he's now. At City Hall taking care of business. Go but, Frederick. Go but, ahead. But yeah, but like it's just amazing what he's doing with the with the foundation. With Frankie's foundation is amazing by keeping his legacy and his name alive. And anytime again, like we're all personal friends that I can contribute. It's still after all these years later, I'm sitting here doing an interview speaking about a man that was that meant so much to me musically. You know what I mean? And so it's just we have to keep it here. It's Chicago. It's recognized all over the world and some. We 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 have to champion and make sure that that building stays there. All right. We have been talking with DJ Lady D and DJ Terry Hunter. Thank you both so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So good to have you. This episode of Reset was produced by Michael Liptrot, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Dan Tucker. Hear from more artists and musicians from Chicago and beyond by subscribing to our podcast. Now, on Saturday, we'll be featuring an interview with the Chicago band Fran, who will be performing live in our studio here at WBEZ. You won't want to miss that one. That'll do it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.